Okay, so today we're going to be looking at why we read the Bible and how to do it, um, especially for some of you guys who maybe don't know how to do it, um, but also as a bit of a reminder and refresher for some of you guys um, who have done it for a long time. And so I think there's three big questions um, that, are, that we can have when it comes to reading the Bible. And the first one seems pretty straightforward, and that's why should we read it? Um, the Bible is an old book containing stories about people who have lived thousands of years ago. And so we're going to talk about that for a bit. We're going to go through some of the Bible reading sort of benefits. And hopefully that will encourage you guys to actually open it up and be motivated to. But I think when I'm reflecting on this topic, when I think about this issue of Bible reading, um, if you're a Christian and you agree that Bible reading is a good thing to do that can help you in your faith, um, sometimes we don't actually do it. And we find it hard and we're not motivated. And so we're going to think about that for a while. Why don't we read it? Do we have the wrong motivations? And then lastly, we're going to do how do we read the Bible? So that's kind of the three questions we're going to look at today. And then after that, um, we're actually going to split into, um, not going to split, we're going to spend some time um, actually putting into practice what we've just learned. So you guys are going to have about 20 minutes on your own um, to go through the method we've just taught you um, and read the Bible. And we call this a quiet time on camp. And you're going to get some time to the time just now and then on the next two mornings to actually do that, to spend some time in God's Word, reading it, try to understand it and apply it to your lives. Um, so let me just pray before we get into that. Father in heaven, uh, we just pray now as we look into why we should read your Word and that you might give us a renewed passion for it, that you might help us to see the wonderful things in the Bible and you might help our hearts to be changed from it, Lord. Please refresh us, give us a new motivation um, to read your word as we go out into 2019 um, so we can be firm and secure in our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so first of all, we're going to do why we read the Bible. And uh, last year, at a couple of different times, we looked at why we can trust the Bible. And we found that it's an accurate historical document. And it's actually sold more copies than any other book in the world. So why read it? First, we're going to see what the Bible says about why we should read the Bible. And that can be found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. It says, All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for doing every good work. So scripture is the Bible, the Old and the New Testaments, and they are the words written by God through people on paper. So God is the author of this book. And we don't need to imagine what God, God is like because he reveals himself and what he cares about in the words of this book. He describes the world, humanity, and the purpose of life. And so 2 Timothy shows us that the Bible actually teaches us new truths. It rebukes us and helps us figure out where we need to change and corrects us and trains us and helps us to be useful for God. So today we're just going to look at five Bible reading benefits or five reasons to read the Bible. There are a lot more, but we're just going to zoom in. So the first one is that the Bible tells us about God, who he is, and what he is like. God still speaks to us today, guys. He is talking to us and describing who he is and what he's done in this epic true story. story. And this is incredible because we see different things about God's character in the Bible. We see his power, his majesty, his kindness, his judgment. We th see things like his love and his faithfulness in verses like these ones. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. 
Or we also see how great he is compared to us. In uh, Job, God is speaking at God is speaking to Job and reminding him how little he is. And he says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand who marked off its dimensions. Surely you know who stretched a measuring line across it. And it's God, right? If you want to know the God of the universe and you want to see his plan, open up the Bible. That's what it's here for. The second Bible reading benefit is that the Bible is powerful and alive. It's a living book. And so there's something truly spiritual when we open up this book because it opens our eyes. It helps us to see God's glory. And suddenly when we're reading it, we find ourselves going, oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't live this way. Or maybe I should stop thinking and being drawn towards this thing and I should come back to God. And so the Bible is a living book. It can comfort us, it can inspire us, and can convict us. And it cuts right down into our souls. And I get this, and we see this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And then I think the third Bible reading benefit we get is this one. The Bible shows us the ultimate relationship goals. The Bible shows us that the point of life is not dating, it's not getting married, it's not having a good family or heaps of friends, but the deepest and most meaningful relationship that you guys can have is one with God. That's the only thing that will ever satisfy you completely. And the final picture of the Bible, I love it in Revelation chapter 21, it's one where God gets to be with his people as they were designed in heaven. And so this is John, one of Jesus' disciples, speaking, and he's seeing a vision of what heaven's going to look like. And he says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling people is now among the people. The dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. I love that picture, and I think it's just the beautiful end result of what Bible reading is meant to do. It's meant to draw us closer um, to that final day when we are with him. Number four, the Bible gives us wisdom in every area of our lives. The Bible was written, as we said before, by the creator and designer of the world. And often people who create or design things know how they work. So, for example, the person who designed my car designed it with indicators and windscreen wipers and brakes. Now, indicators, windscreen wipers and brakes are to keep me safe so I can get from one place to another without hurting myself or hurting anybody else. Now, I can choose to not use this and not use my indicators, windscreen wipers and brakes, but it's not going to end too well for me now, is it? And so in a similar way, God, the designer of the universe, gives us the Bible so we can have some guidance, some advice, and some wisdom about how to live in our world today. Maybe when we need to put our brakes on. Because the interesting thing, I think, is that human beings don't really change that much. Yes, technology and culture change, but, the hum- but human souls still struggle with the same issues. It just takes different forms in different times and different places. And this is good news, guys. Because if the human soul is still mostly the same, it means the Bible is relevant to us. Take, for example, this verse in Proverbs. 
Proverbs 20, verse 19. A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. Now, I think for some of you, I need to write this out on a sticky note and maybe put it on your forehead or your back. Um, But God created the world and has a good design for it. So he knows if I go around gossiping about people that I might get punched in the face, that I might get blocked on Instagram because he designed the world right. He knows the things that are going to work and the things that aren't. The Bible gives us wisdom or smart advice on how not to be an idiot or a fool, as the Bible says. The last Bible reading benefit today we're going to see is that number five, the Bible is for our joy. The Bible is actually meant to give us joy. Jesus came so that we can have life to the full. And he says, um, he's talking to his disciples in John 17 and says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them that the disciples and us today might have the full measure of God's joy. When our eyes are opened in the Bible, by the Spirit, and when we have the right motivations when reading it, it will refresh us. It will give us joy. What else can do that? No object, no experience, no person, no money can do that. Nothing will completely refresh our souls. I love how Psalm 19 puts it. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. So that's just five Bible reading benefits for you. There's a whole lot more. Um, You can read them, chat to a leader, I'm sure they'll tell you. And so if you're a Christian, um, or if you agree that these are some of the benefits, then why don't we read the Bible? Because I know you've all done, that, done it before. You want to read it, or maybe your motivation's gone, but you, f- you just feel something's not right. You just don't have that urgency that you feel like you should. And so the first reason, I think, is that we don't prioritise Jesus enough, right? We have sport, we have school, we have family commitments, we have part-time jobs, things that life is busy, and sometimes Jesus just gets pushed back a bit. And we think this is such an important topic that we're going to spend a large chunk of time thinking about how we can make Jesus number one in our lives tomorrow. Another reason we don't read the Bible is because we think it's boring. Maybe you don't like to read or you find it hard to sit down for a while. And if that's the case, then we need to pray. We need to pray that God will work in our hearts and change us, that he would open our eyes. Because I think sometimes we think that automatically being a Christian means that you have this great desire to get up at 5 a.m. and pray every morning, to read the Bible for hours upon end. But I, for one, didn't get that gift. And so I think we need to pray. If you find the Bible boring, please pray, pray, pray. Because it's a gift from God to have that desire. And the psalm, one of the psalmists puts it like this. He says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law, that I might see God, help me to see, pray that prayer. Help me to have a passion. Help me to want to read. I think the other reason we don't read the Bible is because we feel like we're not getting out anything out of it, so we just stop, we just give up. But in reality, I think we have the wrong motivations, actually. And so one wrong motivation is that sometimes we read the Bible to feel a bit better about ourselves or a situation. I don't know if you've done this, but I'm definitely guilty of it. And now we would never say it, but sometimes we open up the Bible, we come to it with a problem 
that we want solved in our minds. Or we have a situation. And so we're kind of, we're looking for a verse that kind of applies to me right now that might give me some comfort. But then we get disappointed when we turn to a genealogy or something. But newsflash, guys, the Bible is not about you. Yes, it is for your joy. Yes, it is meant to make you grow more and more like Christ. But it's not going to do this by making you feel better. It's meant to impact your soul. And sometimes that will be through making you feel comforting you, giving you joy. But sometimes that might be helping you realize where you're not going the right way and turning the other way to turn and be more like Christ. So every time you come to the Bible hoping to hear something to fix your situation in one specific verse, you're not going to find it. That's not how we come to the Bible. The other wrong motivation that sometimes we have is that we read the Bible because we think that God will like us more or he's not going to be angry at us. How often do we read simply to tick a box, to say we've done it, to not feel guilty or to feel like we're good Christians? Can you imagine what that would do to a relationship, right? Like say I took Kate out for coffee. She's my friend. But imagine the only reason I ever took Kate out for coffee was because I know that good friends take their friends out for coffee, right? Or because I didn't want her to be mad at me, because I, or I don't want to feel like a bad friend. But what's the quality of our relationship going to be, right? If I'm only catching up with her um, because I feel like I have to, or if I'm not investing in her in a person, I actually want to know stuff about her, then our relationship will quickly fade. Too often we come to the Bible in exactly the same way, guys. We know that good Christians read their Bibles, but you don't really know why or you don't really care about it. Or maybe you don't want God mad at you or you want to feel like a good Christian. But you see, God doesn't want your actions. He wants you and your heart. He doesn't want you ticking boxes. He wants you to know him better. Because God knows that being in his word and having a relationship with him is the only thing that will give you the greatest joy and lead you in wise ways. Simply reading the Bible without a change in your heart or attitude is pointless. You're no better than the atheist or the devil. So what is different when a Christian reads the Bible? Well, a Christian reads because it changes their love. It changes it to a love towards God, a desire towards God. It has to move from our head knowledge to our hearts by the work of the Holy Spirit. So when you read the whole Bible, there will be parts when you are meant to feel like the world sucks, like people are horrible, like situations don't really seem to come together and God seems far away. But that should lead you to a greater hope in Christ for his return. You'll read stories where the Bible characters constantly seem to be getting things wrong, but that should give you guys comfort when you make mess-ups too. And then you'll read other parts where the beauty and depth of Jesus' love is on display. And that should lead you to a true and deep happiness, to joy. So I want you to just take a second now, if you're a Christian or not, I want you to fill in this question. Think about it in your mind. Maybe scribble it down on a piece of paper. I don't read the Bible because... Just take a minute now, think about that. Um, And then maybe think about how you can also combat that. Maybe you need to be accountable with someone. Maybe you need to kind of sit down and actually think about where your heart's at. Just take a minute to think about that. 
It would be great if you could maybe share that over lunch um, or at some point stay with someone else. Open up with them, maybe with a leader. Chat to them and say, hey, this is the thing I'm struggling with. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? Because I honestly know and believe that if you pray for that desire, God will give it to you. He will give you that desire to read. And it will help you so much. And so let's think about how we can do this now, how to read the Bible. So if you turn in your books um, to page 18, um, there's a little um, outline there, which we're just going to go through now, called Reading the Bible. Um, But first, I just want to make a quick distinction between Bible studying and devotional reading. So I think devotional reading is, they're both good things to do, but devotional reading is more when we just read through a passage, we kind of, we don't really do any work work on it, we just kind of read it, we might pray. And this is a good thing to do. But sometimes the problem with devotional reading um, is that you might kind of skip around. You kind of just pick a verse here, pick a verse there, and that means you don't often get a deep understanding of that book or the reason why it was written or who it was written to. But Bible studying, this is when you might analyse the Bible. You ask questions, you do research. And this is to help you understand what it's actually saying a bit better. And so I think both types of Bible reading are useful, but sometimes we just need to do that deeper work to find the deeper truths. If we only pick and choose the kind of Instagram-worthy verses, we're not going to know or understand the hard parts. And that might be a section that you really need on that dark day. So what versions do we use? Well, at Restore, we use the New International Version or the English Standard Version, so NIV or ESV. And we use these because they're probably the easiest ones to understand and the best matches to the kind of original translations of the Bible. Uh, so now, what we're going to use the REAP method. Um, the REAP method, read, explore, examine, apply, and pray. Um, the first step is to read, right? Some good places to start would be the Gospels, especially Mark, because it's a bit shorter. Um, But when you come to the Bible, you have to have a section that you're going to read. Now, we've actually provided a heap of Bible reading plans up on that back table that you can have a look at and you can take. They're completely free. um, That they tell you the section that you should read because someone else has already organized it for you. And that can be really handy because you know exactly where you're going to. And so just a quick summary of some of the ones we've got up there. Um, We have a 90-day tour of the overview of the Bible. We've got some there for a week, two weeks, a couple of months. There's different lengths. We've got reading plans for 30 days with Jesus, 30 days for new Christians. Um, There's even one there which is unusual passages in the Bible. There's a two-week one. Um, So if you would like, take one, take two, um, grab one of them, they're completely free, and then use them in your quiet time because then you don't even have to figure out what you're going to do. Um, or also, you'll also see in, on page 19, there's some suggestions there. You could start in Psalm 1, 1 John 1, or Mark 1 as a passage. So when you read, um, maybe you might need to read through the passage a couple of times. You might need to underline things or write question marks if you're not sure. Um, sometimes reading it out loud might help you too. It helps you to kind of slow down. And so the second thing we do is explore or examine. And so I've broken that down into two sections on page 18. And the first one is comprehension. So that's just asking the question, what does it say? And then you ask questions like, what is going on in the passage? What does this tell me about God? What does this tell me about people? Are there any words that are repeated? Are there any things that you don't understand? Maybe jot those down on a notepad um, or in your booklets as well if there's space for them. 
And the second part of exploring is the interpretation. What does this mean? Who is writing? Who are they writing to? Does the writer tell us anything that shows us why they're writing? Are there any other passages in the Bible that might help me understand this one? And why is this passage included in the Bible? So it'd be good to reflect on those questions. And if you're not sure, maybe do some research. Um, ask a leader, do some Googling, or try to look in other parts of the Bible. And then the next letter is apply, so R-E-A. In application, um, we're thinking about how does it change me? How does it change my heart, my attitudes, my beliefs, my actions? And so there's a couple of suggested questions there, like how will I live differently because of what I just read? What things might I need to change in my life to live this out? Or what does God want me to think or desire? But that might be personal too. They're just suggestions for you guys. And so if this, um, that page 18 feels like a bit much, a simple summary um, can just be these questions. When you come to a passage, what does it say? What does it mean? How does it apply to me? If you've never read the Bible before, that might be three good questions to start with. Um, but the REAP method helps us, I think, get that little bit deeper understanding and knowledge. Just finishing now, guys, I think there are so many people who get pulled away from Jesus simply because their head and heart aren't in God's word. Other desires become bigger and Jesus becomes less. So I plead with you, please keep your head and your heart in God's word. It will help you, um, as we talked about yesterday, fight the devil. He sneakily works into people's hearts and sometimes that can be really difficult. So have your head and heart in God's word. Don't get caught up in other things of the world that might pull you away. I imagine us as people at Restore, if we were in this all the time, how different could we be? Could we be people who messaged each other and said, hey, I was reading this verse. Let this encourage you. Um, if we do connect groups, as a lot of you guys already do, where you unpack a passage, unpack different works, um, parts of the Bible every week. We're people who sing songs that are based on God's word. Let, let's let this book impact our hearts and impact our lives and God will do wonders for us.